0: Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Without further ado, joining us on the Roman guest line is a guy who I know is excited about what's going down in the NBA and college at this very moment, Shaw Marash of Bet Nation here on the BetQL Network team. Sundays, 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sean, please tell me you're locked in to what's going on between Brooklyn and Philadelphia right now.
1: Stop the fight in Philly. I love it. I I love love it it as a Nets fan. This is the night I've been waiting for for weeks. Sinking my teeth in, showing Philly—they're not in the same weight class as the Nets when we're healthy. Wait, 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 see, wait. A, we all need whoa, to cut you off. Hold whoa. on, Man, are you a Knicks fan? When did you were <laughs> a Nets?
0: When <laughs> did you become a Nets fan, Sean? <laughs> you Haven't want, heard
1: you want this. Me to wear my Todd McCullough jersey next time. I'm on with you? Guys? honestly like Kind of it, yeah. yes.
0: I, I like would. It. I need visual we proof. I want to carry Kittle's
2: jersey for me to believe you. We literally
1: all looked at each other. We
0: all were like, my AOL.
1: My AOL instant messenger screen name was Kmart Special 6 after Kenyon Martin. I Come need on, visual evidence. Mine was Carrie Kittle Socks
2: 24-7, 365, <laughs> so I'm with you.
1: I'm literally talking to you guys under a life-size Joe Harris poster Sean, right Sean, Sean, Sean. Maryland
0: Legends. Yeah, exactly. We've had you on the show like a billion times. Why is this Brooklyn why Nets is this thing energy just, just now, now popping coming up? out when they're up when 20, have 20 on James? We've talked about you, the We NBA, never Sean. asked.
2: We just, we just brought up this game. We didn't say, hey, what do you, you know, you just like— uh, came out If, of if I was a
0: fan of a team that had Steph, I mean not Steph Curry, Seth Curry is a star. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, I would let people know uh, in maybe the fourth or like fifth Reed conversation.
2: Like Reed Wallach, we knew Reed Wallach is on his Twitter all the time.
0: Now Reed Wallach is a Brooklyn Nets fan. I don't know about Sean Yeah, Murash.
1: everybody, nah, see our Sunday listeners, no damn, well, I'm a Nets fan. Come okay. on now, well, you right. need to
2: put it on your profile. You well, need to have it on your tweets. I don't, we don't need know to make your sure. Tinder
1: profile. I Tinder, I don't, I don't know. Mumble, I don't know. Wow. My father, grinder. my father would live <laughs> ten minutes from the National Coliseum watching Dr. J go to games. I've been a Nets fan my whole life. Okay. I well, he has photos. cited,
0: guys. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. He has cited too <laughs> yeah, many specific too games many. Games I, <laughs> believe you, I believe you, Mraz. I, I believe you. <laughs> like I now don't want to echo him I'm ready. at all. I'm ready. His password, Joe Harris, his dad, all that. Okay, we we get it, Sean. We get it. Um, let's right. Let's let's talk about the NBA really quickly, and then we'll transition to college hoops. But. Right now, how do you see this thing shaking out? Because if Brooklyn's playing like this without Ben Simmons, it is scary. And I don't really know what to take away from this moving forward. I mean, the game is very far from over. But a Philadelphia 76ers team that's undefeated with Harden uh, and Embiid side-by-side looking really shaky right now against a team that's not even full strength. What do we glean from what we've seen so far, especially when we look forward to what is going to happen in the Eastern Conference right around playoff time?
1: Well, a couple things. Number one, this is pretty alarming for Philadelphia because LaMarcus Aldridge obviously is not playing in this game and Andre Drummond left early. So the fact that the Nets are combating Joel Embiid is the only one scoring for Philly with just Nicholas Claxton and Philly is still down almost 20 points would scare me a bit. Yes, the Nets are definitely shorthanded here. But for the most part, they're showing again, if Kyrie Irving can play in games, and we're going to have to wait another five days to see if this happens in New York State, which seems like we're gaining momentum for it, The Nets do have the two players that you question it, but can just literally flip on a light switch and go get them at the turn, which is why I was never once worried about the Nets seeding. They will be the better team and the favorite in any single series they play, and that's why they're still up there as a future's favorite in the East. It's never a fear, and you're seeing what KD came out, felt the moment, felt like a playoff game tonight, and that's the KD you're going to see in the postseason as well. Mm, I love it, Sean.
2: Who do you think in the East has the best chance of actually competing with the best punch from the Nets?
1: Oh, it's got to be Milwaukee. It yeah. it's, it's still has to be the champs. And they still have Giannis. And that's the one thing. It's, it's ironic. I, I, I fear more de- dealing with Giannis's physicality if you're the Nets defensively than I do Joel Embiid's. And I know that's a little crazy to say, but I, I think with Philly, if you let Embiid have his, it's like doing the old game plan shut down everybody else, let Harden choke. Tobias Harris hasn't looked like himself. But Giannis, for whatever reason, even if you let him have his, Middleton will hit his shots obviously, you know, their bench will come after it a bit. I, I do fear a little bit of Milwaukee, and I and as, again, if the Nets were healthy last year in the postseason, I don't think Milwaukee goes on this run, but you have to tip your cap to them. They're the champs, and they're going to have that much more confidence in a playoff series with the Nets in that spot.
2: Mraz, if you're looking for some value in the Western Conference, because I think the West, I mean, it's a little bit more open, so if you look at the West and you look at a team like the Nuggets, you know, Jokic has been awesome, and they might be getting a little bit healthier with Jamal Murray potentially coming back. Is there a team out there, you know, a sleeper team in the West that maybe you would take a flyer on, you know, as far as the futures market, just because last year, like we saw it, there's so many injuries yeah. that have been happening in the playoffs lately.
1: Yeah, and it might have been two weeks ago, I mentioned on the show, Utah as yeah. a team that I liked, obviously on a futures market, they were coming off that game versus the Suns on that Sunday afternoon, and suddenly it felt like we were sitting there in that two-horse race in the West for virtually all year with Phoenix and the Warriors, and I think it was Tristan's alerted to it too, uh, alluded to it, not alerted to it too, just the Warriors have felt off, things not right there necessarily, but I think you can open the door and feeling a little more comfortable putting a little money on Utah. And obviously, how could you deny what's gone on with Memphis, even though that's not necessarily an underdog story anymore, and understanding that this could be the spring of John Morant?
0: That's what I'm rooting for right there. Uh, I'm, I'm still in shock, right? So we have this game tonight with the Denver Nuggets, and I keep looking at the line. The Nuggets played last night. And I know they've already, they're already up three games to nothing this on the season series against the uh, Golden State Warriors. How concerned are you about this Warriors team? Because I really want to back them and believe them, especially tonight to have them on the money line. They beat the Clippers, but it just doesn't feel like the same Warriors team. What's your assessment of what's going on with them right now? And can they be another? I mean, we expect them to be able to flip, flip the sp- switch with the Splash Brothers, sort of like how Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are showing right now. How, how do you feel about Golden State moving forward?
1: It does feel like, and, and we just talked about Philadelphia, right, with Joel Embiid, how it's all Joel Embiid or nothing. Well, all season long, even before Klay Thompson came back, Steph, uh, Steph Curry was back to doing Steph Curry things, putting on a show, obviously when he the All-Star Game MVP. We've come out of that All-Star Game. And while Steph Curry's been good, sometimes great, it feels like the supporting cast of the Warriors just has been in a funk. Something is not right. Something has looked off. Even Klay Thompson, he just – I understand that it was going to take him a while, while to get back into the group, but you can't count on him night in and night out, it feels like, to be consistent, to be that threat if Steph's missing a couple shots. So I, I do have, I have concerns for the Warriors right now. I do. I, I think they will ultimately weather a couple punches. They might get to a Western Conference final. But, man, that's a team now where in the past you knew if their shots hit and they banged down those threes, they were going to advance and during their heyday of running through that dynasty – now I'm not so sure if Steph Curry has a couple off nights in the playoffs, that could be it because I don't trust his supporting cast around him right now.
2: Rez, really quickly, uh, switching over to College Hoops, we got conference tournaments going down right oh, now. We got the big dance I know, next I'm week.
1: i bath all day. <laughs> bath all day.
2: Is there any team that you've circled that maybe, if, even if you're not playing them on the futures market, that you do think could make a deep run? And maybe a team that people are hyping up that you want nothing to do with as
1: well? Well, I'll tell you two teams I want nothing to do with being up here in the Northeast. Number one, Everybody still loves Providence. They are so smoke and mirrors. Today gave me a little bit of a scare. And I am officially done dead with Texas. I, same, I'm same. sorry. Don't circle I've had it with them. Hate them three times in the last month. They've screwed me. They screwed me today versus TCU. Mm-hmm. I think we need to stop looking at Texas and just going, Chris Beard, Texas is great. They're going to, you know, they're built for the tournament. Texas sucks. I'm off them too. So I'm going negative on you. I'm just telling you teams I'm No, I'm, I'm with you, man. From. Texas
2: cost me money today. They lose that game outright in overtime, yeah, and I was hyping up TCU, and I still played them. They've done it. Them and Alabama this year, for me, are the two teams I want nothing to do with. Watch one of them is going to make yeah. a run to the Elite Eight. I know it. Man. I, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sean, I asked this to uh, our last guest, Nate. Um, when the bracket comes up, what is your process for deciding how you want to bet and what games you want to bet on, like from a global perspective, uh, futures or whatever, in terms of who has the best path, like maybe conferences to fade or back, and just like, just your strategy in general.
1: Well, I, I think my number one strategy as an East Coast guy is circle two West Coast teams besides Gonzaga that you feel like are been overlooked by the committee. Do a little deep dive. Maybe I know Arizona hasn't been overlooked, but maybe it's a USC if they snuck in like that. Arizona, I, I think there's a lot of East Coast bias, believe it or not, that does go into the bracket and does go into the committee. We saw UCLA, who probably had no business playing in a play-in last year, and don't just get scared off and betting the teams you know and the teams you followed in the Big Ten and the Big East All year long, understand that these teams, even the Mountain West, a Boise State, if they go win the tournament, something like that, there will be a deep run or two from a couple of these teams out West that nobody's expecting because we have major East Coast biases with the committee.
0: Sean, anything you're playing or have going on tonight that you want to give out to the people of our show or even looking forward to tomorrow in college? I,
1: I, I would jump on this too. I I kind of like St. John's with the points, <laughs> with the points tonight. As crazy as that sounded versus Villanova, I felt like Villanova might you know Same, a little tight in this spot. I was. I, I know that's them. not a yeah. happy play. Yes, I, I, I'm telling you that Nova again one of those teams. Jay Wright, Gillespie, them. everybody thinks they're great. I don't like them either. Same. I had St. John's <laughs> tonight as well, and you have alluded to it. I did bet the Warriors tonight. Just off that back to back with the Nuggets.
0: righty. Sean Marash are Sean Marash of Bet Nation Sundays four to eight p.m. on the Bet QO Network, the best network for bets. I am not paid to say that; that is the truth. Our guy Sean can't wait to talk to you soon, my brother. You are a Nets fan Later by the way. Guys. Yeah, and good luck, Sean. Good I've been job. watching the
2: show with Da. I hope you don't have to retire early, man. Good luck. <laughs> were not you in a beef <laughs> with somebody too? You were in a beef with somebody. G- is that him in and Are you and is going at it? It was like passing yeah. or one of the MLB guys that was fighting with the Da show because Rome yeah, pass- brought it up.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was a pass in Rome, DA show beef. We've had a lot going on. over A lot of tense moments as we've hit March mid.
2: I'm on Team D. I'm a DA only. I'm with you guys, though, Mraz, okay? I'm with you. Let's go. I like it. I love it. We're minus 175 favorites taking on the world.